1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Hello, coolies, and welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in Madrid, Spain. And with me is Alejandro Viegas in Miami. Alejandro, how are we doing?
2: I'm gonna say I'm doing well. The weather's <laughs> fantastic here. I'm just pissed. It was a rough week for us, but it's it's fine. How are you, man? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, in this episode we're gonna be talking about another Champions League debacle mm-hmm. and just this really lethargic performance we just witnessed against Cadiz. So let's get into it. Let's get mm-hmm. into the PSG debacle. Again, Alejandro, you know, Another important elimination match and Barcelona fell flat. And I want to talk about some things, you know, and my biggest thing, especially after watching this match, is this idea that the Barca system is not suited for Champions League.
2: You know, I don't necessarily agree. I just think this team just does not perform as well using that System, You know, it's not it's not the system per se, because if you look at it, PSG use the same system. So it's mm-hmm. it's not about the system itself. It's just, I think, performance and, and the way these players are actually executing the system. So, of course, losing one four leads you to, you know, doubt everything that you're doing. Like, what are we not doing wrong right now? Yeah. yeah. So, yes. I mean, the style, the shape, the intensity, it's, it's a it's a bunch of things. I, I wouldn't point just to one of them. It's just this is one of the reasons why Barcelona is losing is because they just don't execute as well. They just don't dominate yeah. the other teams the same way they used to do with this system. The thing is, earlier in the season they did use two different systems, right? They they used the four two three one earlier. Then the, sometimes they used the three five two in some mm-hmm. occasions. And you know what? When they came back to the 4-3-3, we actually saw the best version of this team. And if you look at it, getting rid of those results outside La Liga when they lost against Sevilla and this one against uh, PSG, Barcelona hasn't lost in La Liga since that game against Cadiz uh, when they lost 2-1. So it, it's actually worked if you look at the results. not Maybe not is is not what we want to look at uh, mm-hmm. as in style or dominance or, or performance, but it's been... Re- better than he was at the beginning of the season. So I understand your point. I, I wouldn't point just at the system itself. I don't know what you think.
0: Well, I mean, I I just look at stats, right? So mm-hmm. ever since Messi's been in Barca, right? So how many champions League have we won, right, with Messi? Right? Uh,
2: four, three, three or four. Yeah.
0: Okay, so when I look at that, right, and just I'm I'm talking more about the Barca style of the tiki-taka passing. Doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm not really cared about the formation per se. Okay. I'm just talking about this idea, right, of, you know, having the passing, the give-and-go, the movement throughout the spacing, right? Yeah. Obviously, in La Liga, it works well for us because we play so many matches, we have talent and so forth. But in Champions League, it's this idea that you have to play dirty, right? And yeah, during group stage, our tiki-taka style is going to work out most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to get out of the thing. But for these elimination matches, I mean, just think about the last five years. It also feels like we never give ourselves a chance going forward, right? I mean, take away the Liverpool, like we're up 3-0, Roma, I get that. But it just always feels there's always a remontada, especially in Champions League. And I just don't think the coaching that we've had in the last couple of years has really put that pressure on us that it is such an important match and never do anything tactically to diverge us, right? I mean, just look against this match in PSG, right? We knew we were faltering in defense, <laughs> right? We didn't have anyone available, right? Yeah. And still, Kuman still rolls out this, this formation, this team, that when I saw the starting lineup, I was super surprised because we had no speed on the back. But also, he just puts Busquets out there and also <laughs> just with no coverage, right and so but that's were what I'm you talking surprised about that busquets was playing yeah well i'm not saying so surprised but i'm just saying again when you look at these bad matchups right yeah we've had so many right so it's easy to look at all these things right mm-hmm. our coaching never puts us in the best position you know like for example let me just give you this like why not go and i'm just saying this just obviously it's easier to said now when the game is over and everything but why wouldn't we start like in a four-four-two just to get into the match? Be conservative, right? Yes, we were winning one nothing and they tied one-one, mm-hmm. but still, you could see there was holes all over the the park yeah. with with Paris.
2: Yeah, it was actually an even match up to that point. Even even up to the sixtieth minute when when they were arguing for a point, a penalty, and whatever, it was kind of an even match there. But you could tell that PSG was winning the the midfield battle. The thing is. And I agree with you. And when I saw the lineup, I'm like, okay, this is a way too slow lineup for have, I mean, to have Mbappé to play against. Yeah. And you look at it, Piquet was not—I t- mean, he's still working on his timing. And you saw it today again uh, against Cadiz. And and you know what? Having Minguéz and Dest, both of them covering uh, Mbappé, maybe would have been a, a better idea, right? They're, they're both fast They've both been playing a lot, so they, they had the actual timing right. So that's not something that you're going to have to worry. And I agree with you. Maybe they should have changed to a four-four-two. 2 But, I mean, when Valverde used to do it, we would not be happy with that. Remember? We, we yeah, used yeah, to play that, a lot of that, four, that, 4 But two, that's right? different.
0: That's different. This is, that's in La Liga, right, in mm-hmm. November, right, yeah. through the games. I don't want to see that. But in a Champions League night that yeah. is so crucial – Knowing we have injuries and Arahu not available, PK yeah. just coming, the first game, PK is coming back. And to roll out, not have protection for the back line to me is, Alejandro, I don't know if it's because of the American sports background that I have mm-hmm. of, you know, watching the NFL, how there's so many adjustments made yeah, they for just, successful yeah. plays, right? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like managers in this elite competition don't do that enough. Yeah, the thing is, for Barcelona, it's been hard.
2: I mean, the format, the Champions League format is not for Barca, right? We we know this. Even the, the Pep teams or the Luis Enrique yeah, yeah. teams, they struggled with this. Because it's, I mean, how many, like you said it, we won what? Four Champions Leagues since Messi's been here. It's, I mean, we should have won eight or ten, you yeah. know? It should have been more dominant in, in Europe because we were the best team in Europe for, for so many years. It's just, sure. we, we don't have that, uh, I don't know, it's... Like, I remember the time Chelsea got us out of the Champions League, Inter, those teams were not better than Barca, but they they knew how to play these type of matches. Correct. And that's the thing. And Barca is struggling a lot. And and now that the team is not the best team in Europe, that's when you need to make an adjustment. (laughs) But, I mean, it's not... I mean, we still have Busquets playing there, we're still playing 4-3-3, and we still have a lot of space for the other teams to really go at it. And you know what, PSG, if you look at it, Barca had chances. I mean, they could have maybe they win or tie that game, and we think, okay, this team's getting better. And no, I mean, they played the same game. It's just they they had Mbappé, and Mbappé was great, and and that was the difference. But The the thing is, and and we knew we were not going to win the Champions League this year. It's just frustrating to see again the team losing and not competing at the Correct. level that should the, be
0: yeah. that's, that's the biggest takeaway for me because again it's you know you take away the Bayern match you know in the summertime yeah. this match and it's just like there's no fight right and that's that's one of the things that really bugs me to see them not have this fight now the biggest you know we we touched on this but PK starting the match for me was a huge <laughs> surprise I saw, yeah. I saw it coming because here they were showing him practice on Monday, yeah. um, leading up to the match. I said, "Oh God, he's starting." So, yeah. what did you think about Piquet getting the start? I mean, how, how were you feeling? Was it already game over from that point on, seeing him no, come out? No,
2: no, I, I wouldn't say it was game over, and I, and I wouldn't say Barcelona. I mean, they didn't lose because Piquet played that game. That's that's clear, right? It's just it's it's a team thing. It's not a yeah, yeah. an individual thing. And 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 the thing is, Kuman didn't have a lot of options, right? Araujo's out, so. I thought who was gonna actually be there, so that would have been a, a better option for me if he was healthy. We we clearly can tell he was not because he didn't play against Cadiz either. So uh, the thing is, you had options. I mean, Mingueza and Lingle. That's not the best defense, but sure. I mean, that's what you had. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah It's, yeah. it's I, what it is. The other option, and Kuman has done this a lot this season, is you know what the young going back, and I don't like it, but that that was another option to play somebody that was actually getting playing time more more often. Because the thing is, after three or four months without playing, I mean, you're still the same player, but you're not in time. And that happens in any sports, basketball, football, soccer, baseball, whatever. You just, I mean, you have the talent, the talent's there, but it's not the same. You need minutes. And, yeah. you know, Piquet should have played this game against Cali. That's that's fine. But not that one against the, yeah. the PSG
0: team. No. That's the thing is like... I. I'm always amazed, right? Especially he was out for three months. It wasn't like a yeah. week or ten days or something like this. Three months, and then throw him against the fastest striker <laughs> in the world. Like that yeah. to me is just that makes no nonsense. And you now, know
2: what? In that play, that the the first goal by Mbappe, you could yeah. tell. I mean, he missed that ball by yeah, yeah, yeah. like a couple of inches. Yeah, and That That doesn't happen if he's in timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That leads me to my next question, you know, with with this high line that happens all the time that we love to do. And this is another thing where I'm just saying the arrogance of Barca, thinking that we have this high line, we've always played the high line, we're going to mm-hmm. continue to play the high line, live or die, okay? I get that. But again, we saw, again, these are the coaching things I'm looking at that where Cumin can say, let's just, like, why can't we just have them in front of us, right? right? I know there's a, what the high line does, it's supposed to put pressure, but if our midfield is not putting pressure, we're not getting the takeaways why have this highlight i i just think the risk is too high it's it starts with the
2: the i mean you said it the pressure up there you know messi's not going to pressure so it's it's uh, dembélé and griezmann maybe running and then if busquets comes up it's it's just it's gets too so crazy and and if you look at the second goal by by psg that's what happened i mean we were playing so so up and they get this through ball, and you know what? There's so much space, and then, I mean, the rebound they get a little bit lucky, and, and Mbappe sure. is there. But but the beginning of the play, you can you can see that like, what you're talking about. The, I mean, it was Albus. I mean, I don't know where Alba was because he's not even in, in the in the replay. So they're playing so up, and it's just so much space for these guys. I mean, and the pass is great. We, I mean, we have to give them credit, but yeah. at the same time, it's just I, I don't I, know, I, man.
0: I mean, you've you've played sports. We I played sports, and and like basketball or soccer, I always feel right if someone is much faster than me, mm-hmm. I feel like facing up to them is much easier to defend them as opposed to. Lining up next to them and hoping that I do an offside trap, for example, right?
2: It's funny because I don't know, I don't know, they're in Spain, but here you could hear everything that they were saying on the pitch. So, Ter Stegen was saying all the time, like altura, like height, like more up and close to them and and close, close. He was telling Des all the time to be close to Mbappé, closer, closer, closer. And you know what? We should have done what other teams do with Dembele, you know, when they play so back that yeah, yeah. he just doesn't have space to go. I yeah, mean, yeah. He, could, he doesn't have he doesn't have where to go, where to run to. So that could have been an option. I mean, you you have to adapt to the other team when you're not the best team. You have to find exactly. a way to to this make the, the other team struggle a little bit more to to damage you. And I understand Barca teams are or the culture or the philosophies to go and attack and try to get the other team and, and go and pound the other team. and But with these guys, it's just not going to happen, Yeah, it, and especially and like, against good teams. Yeah, It yeah, hasn't of worked this year against good teams. We've seen it.
0: Let's obviously talk about the star of the match, obviously Mbappe. You know, first hat trick in Europe for him. I mean, what can you say about this kid? This kid is just brilliant, young. He's already won a World Cup. But mm-hmm. again, I just think that I think in this match, you really see him... Take that leadership where he really wanted to take ownership of the match, right? And I just, you know, obviously, it's, you know, here in Spain, they were talking all week about it afterwards, about the changing of the guard, essentially, right? Messi yeah. to Mbappe, essentially, right? Now, I mean, what, what was really impressive for you seeing Mbappe? Because I've seen him a couple times, but, you know, seeing him in this match now, healthy, uh, angry. Uh, a couple yeah. of times he told Alba that he was going to go kill him. I don't know if you heard that on the, on the <laughs> Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You could hear everything, yes
2: um you know what it's i mean we saw him in the world cup and after that he kind of had like a couple of injuries i mean you remember last year in the champions league he wasn't really at his peak it was neymar who who actually carried the team to the to yeah. finals but i mean this guy he's fast he he's good he can kick with both legs and he can lead a team so the more i mean the goal Right after the play that we just discussed, the way he gets rid of Lenglet is just ridiculous. <laughs> it looked like we were playing in in, in the yard, right? It's yeah, like yeah. so fast and so easy for him to do. Then, I mean, the other goal again with the lefty and then the third one. He's just, he's at that point when he's just, he's not going to miss. So yeah, yeah. it's one of those things like, and that's something that Barcelona is struggling a lot with this season it's, you know what, those chances, they have to end up in the back of the net. And that's just something that Barcelona is not doing. And, and lucky, I mean, we're lucky we have Ter Stegen because it could have been five or six goals for, sure. for, for PSG. And, and Mbappe had another one right there, right after the second goal as well. So, I mean, he was just dominant. He was You could tell every time he got or he was close to the ball or somebody else had the ball, you knew like, okay, they're going to pass it to Mbappe. So... It was that feeling that I guess other teams have when we had Messi and Neymar <laughs> yeah. and, and Suarez and, and, or Villa, if you go back, yeah. or those Iniesta, Chavi. when you're like, okay, he has it. You felt the danger of it, right? That's how it felt with, with Mbappe. And it was just, we suffered the
0: entire game. It's oh just gosh, like we yeah. were
2: not comfortable at any point during this match.
0: Exactly. But again, it goes back to this idea, right? It's one match you have to live for the next either and i continually it drives me nuts right because it's like <laughs> this idea that we we are just so soft in this competition you know like with mbappe for example someone should have taken him down yeah no you know? fouls that is- no <laughs> fouls against him yeah, and that's the other thing, right? I mean, Mbappe has all the tools. For me, the third goal was the most elegant, right? That was yeah, like absolutely. classic French, almost Henri style, the mm-hmm. way he just arched his back, yeah, yeah. hit Perfect. that in the corner, and Stegen had no chance, right? I mean, Mbappe is on fire. And then obviously here in Madrid, they were talking about how Florentino Perez has opened up the checkbook <laughs> to get uh, Mbappe, right, to bring him back. So so again, obviously uh, Barcelona are down 4-1. to one. They play the end of the month essentially but you know it's it's pretty much i mean yes anything's possible alejandro i get that every you know in our patreon whatsapp group everyone is very positive you know and rah rah no. even mariana too and i'm but again yeah, no. um our not defense is just not good yeah exactly <laughs> our defense isn't good enough dreaming is free you know yeah. but again um i kind of want to see the youngsters go all young yeah in the next that, match that's what i would go. love
2: to do i mean why not he why not pooch why yep. not Pedri, that's fine. Trincao, yeah. give him the chance. I mean, let him play. See what yeah, happens. Yeah. What's, what's the worst thing that can what happen? Is exa- that is exactly the case. <laughs> They're going to lose the- what? 5-0? Okay, that's fine. They, and, and that's the thing before the start of the season. And that's why I guess we all agreed on this. Okay, if it, if this is going to be a transition season, why not play the young guys? And we saw it with Pedri. I mean, Pedri earned their spot. Puch is playing a little bit more minutes. Trincao playing a little bit more minutes. Well, okay, keep doing it. I mean, Guess has been playing a lot because of the injuries. Araujo as well. So, I mean, and for this match, I, I'd rather—I ha- mean—I'd rather see the young guys. that see Pjanic, Busquets, and somebody else trying to recover from a one-four against PSG at France. No, I, I'd rather have to see the young guys there.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Because we've already seen what the old guys can do. You know, yeah. they're not going to all of a sudden just have the best night of their lives and get back that <laughs> remontada yet again. Well, that's—I mean. I You know, just like every bad match, I go through my stages. Right. So like on on, on Wednesday morning, I was upset. I did the Patreon wow. episode on Friday. I was definitely more calm and collected. And now to me, it just, it's like this is the week that was Barca. It's just another week. Right. A yeah. couple of weeks ago, we were up high and this week we're down low. And, and so that's all right. But we're going to talk about the Cadiz match that we just watched, the yawn mm-hmm. fest that it was. After the break, we break down this lethargic performance. All right, Alejandro, um, as I always talk about with these matches at two o'clock on a Sunday, they are the worst <laughs> times here in Spain. And again and again, Barcelona fall, you know, they succumb to this time with, with the with another lethargic performance. I thought, Alejandro, I mean, we just discussed the PSG match. I thought for sure they were going to come out with a little bit more fight, try to get healthy against Cadiz. Maybe someone get a hat trick or something. Mm-hmm. But the attitude of this team, Alejandro, still is off. and it And it's... For anything to happen this season, it has to change still.
2: Yeah. I think it starts with the starting lineup. It's gonna sound redounding, but it's not. You cannot play the same team that just was smashed a couple yeah. of days ago. So and especially I mean what they did against Alaves last week, that was perfect. Play like four or five different guys. And I mean, because you know what? That energy and that spark that you're talking about, that's going to come from them. I mean, having Pooch, having Eli X, having even Firpo, because he's playing, uh, he's finally getting some minutes. That's going to bring the team a little bit more spark. Pjanic that hasn't played a lot, that this was one of those games that he should have played from the beginning. And, and you know what? Other than that, Barca dominated. We've been through these type of games so many times this season when they just dominate the other team, they score a goal or, or whatever, but th- at the end they, they end up suffering because this is a game they should have won 5-0, sure. and, and they just didn't. And, and it's just it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating once, over and over. And I, I mean, you can blame Lenglet all you want in, in that uh, particular play at the end, but it should have been 5-0 at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, from the beginning of this game, I I knew we were in trouble. Just so much walking. Right. So much possession. You're slow. Yet again. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, I really wanted to see someone go after it today. Right. Like especially, you know, that's the beauty of soccer or football that you have this debacle, but then you are playing basically in four days. Right. So it's like you have these constant games. And I didn't, see, like you said, that's the first thing. The starting lineup should have been anything but the, the one we just saw. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, like, again, this team with this attitude that they just, you know, they just don't care sometimes. And and in this Cadiz match, it just seems like they were ready to go for lunch afterwards, right? They just like, <laughs> get this game over with, let's go. Even the commentator here in, 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 on Movistar was commenting about how they look like they're going to... A lunch afterwards. I mean, if they're mentioning that, that's how you know the attitude of the team and the way they were looking today was, you know, they shouldn't be doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, I
2: guess it was the attitude, like, they had the attitude like they were winning 3-0 already. Yeah, And they exactly. were not. They, they, they were winning 1-0, and they missed. I mean, I I, I was tired of just counting how many. Sh- I mean, Dembele had a couple. Griezmann had a couple. Griez- uh, Messi had a couple. Uh, Puch had one that was very clear as well. It's just so many chances, and we just waste them all the time. And this has been a, a theme this season. They, yeah. they, are, they are the team that created the most chances in La Liga. That's for sure. And they are the team that wastes more chances in the (laughs) league as well. And if we didn't have Messi, it would have been even worse. Worse, This team team could be half in the table, like 10th or 12th or something, because they miss so many goals, man. They do. They do.
0: So let, let's, let's let's break down the attacking because today, yeah. you know, like I said, I wanted someone like Griezmann or someone saying, give me the damn ball. Yeah. I'm going to try to score five today, right? But no one had that attitude. Like you said, 80% possession from Barcelona, 20 total shots. <laughs> but again, it's this it's this attitude of, like, for example, the Trincao at the end of the match, right, where he had the over-the-head p- pass, right? Mm-hmm. And he tried to do a one-touch and then tried to score. Obviously, he was off sides, but it didn't go. But again, it's like always trying to make the most beautiful goal all the time, right? I love scoring goals. Not every goal is going to be over the art there, right? Like some of them are just going to be pushbacks and headers. have to be effective. Yeah, exactly. And
2: then then you can score all the beautiful goals you want, and that's fine. You can have fun. You can do whatever. I agree with you. I mean, that play that you just talked about, Trincao, something similar happened in the first half with Griezmann when he had one open shot and he waited for it. Moved it to his left and then shot it. Instead of just going with the right leg, I mean he can shoot it with both. It's not sure. like it's not like he's uh, I don't know Langlade who can <laughs> shoot the ball with the right foot. So that th- those are the type of plays that when you see like okay they're just like they're comfortable. They're, they're, they they yeah. they they don't have like that necessity or that need inside of them. Like okay I, I need to score and we need to kill this team because the other thing is. They because Atletico lost and they tied and whatever they did against Levante, they actually had a shot to La Liga, which is crazy. Of course, which is crazy. They actually had a shot, and now it's a little bit more complicated again. Exactly. And and that's the thing. What else you need for this team to react? Like you, you actually you were handed another opportunity there to fight for another tournament, and you just didn't go at it. I, I don't know
0: so yeah so with this attacking just to go on, before we go on to the next one yeah you know to me again i love seeing goals right and i love seeing the play that they usually try to do i get it but at the same time i want to win matches as well mm-hmm. you know there's it's that dividing line as we always talk about right as a kool-aid it's like is winning or style and now we just talked about about the PSG, but again <laughs> i like in this match it's so crucial to get three points right and that's going to bring me right to my next topic what is going on in training for this defense? Like, what are they not doing or doing? Because, again, yes, you can blame Longley on this one play, but it's like this attitude of the team on defense. Even Kuhn brought in substitutions to help with the defense, and it still doesn't solidify the defense.
2: Yeah. It's not like they struggled the entire game on defense, I guess. They they did struggle a little bit at the end. When I mean, we knew 1-0, 85th minute, 85th minute, you knew this was going to happen. I mean, the, the other team is finally going to attack and they might get a shot or what else. But every game, it's a different type of error, right? I don't know. It's I guess it's go to basics, go back to basics, and, and defend the best way you can because that was your shot to actually be alive in another tournament. And now we might end up fourth if Sevilla wins uh, later today when they face Osasuna. So, I mean, it's it's just... I don't know. I just want this season to finish and let's go to summer vacation and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, again, you know, it goes with the defense. Just like you said, back to fundamentals. And I just think they're not doing it enough. And also they don't want to get dirty enough at the right moments. Right. And the long lay play. Right. He, it, it, again, it always baffles me the lack of awareness that like Alba has and Longley has that they don't think that there's going to be a player behind them. Like, you know, remember how Xavi used to always swivel his head every yeah, time yeah, before? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what's going on with our defense? that <laughs> They're not doing that enough to see or feel that they're, I mean, they're not wearing helmets, so their peripheral vision should be enough that you kind of feel someone coming behind you. Now, again, it's the defense for me, especially, you know, in the PSG match as well, it's just, we, we're like Swiss cheese. We just, you know, <laughs> Kyrie's had three opportunities and almost scored on two of them, right? Like yes. that just tells yeah. you the efficiency. And Cadiz was completely happy with giving us possession. I mean, that's that's a thing. Now, when we were planning for this, you brought up a really good idea or plan that we don't have an emergency plan, right? No. And that's the thing. I would also add into this the short corners that absolutely <laughs> drive me crazy in our WhatsApp <laughs> group with our patrons. We were yeah. kind of going off the list of what drives you crazier, you know. And I, I was like, for me, short corners what's going on? No emergency plan again. I know this is not like the biggest emergency in this match, but at the same time, we just have no idea what we want to do.
2: Yeah. Okay. So there's two subjects there. I'm going to start with the corner kicks because I saw something today that was really interesting to me in those short plays. They were actually leaving men by themselves, like Barca men, outside of the box with nobody guarding them. So I was like, why not give the ball to them and let them shoot from there? And I guess they left Messi one time. They left Alba another time. I'm like, okay, we should have a guy there that can shoot. I don't know, say Dembele, Mm -hmm. for example. A guy that can shoot from outside and can be another option. I don't know, mix it up a little bit. Do something different because we just... We're not – I mean, it's just the the stats are just sad. We're not going to go over, and, I guess. But <laughs> they goal. just don't score. They just don't score from, <laughs> from corner kicks, which is something crazy. I mean, I don't know – before, we used to have, like, more Piquet goals, yeah, or or yeah. Um Umtiti used to score goals in corner kicks. It's just not happening anymore, right? and, and that's frustrating. And the other thing with the emergency plan is that, I mean, that should be something that you work on twice a week, 30 minutes. Okay, guys, we're tied 1-1. We have possession. This is the plan. These are our options, A, B, and C, and this is going to, I mean, this is how we're going to go about it because what they're doing is, they're just going crazy. Everybody's going to the box. They're trying to cross the ball over there, and it's just not working. Piqué thinks he's, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Ronaldo or yeah. something, and it just doesn't work. I mean, you should have a, an emergency plan. And I don't know. It looked like they were just. I guess they were. I mean, I know they were desperate to get the goal to, to try to win this game. But I mean, at the same time, you're a professional. You you should be used to. Okay, okay, this is here. I mean, we have seven minutes. Okay, this is time I have to work with. Okay, let's do this. This is the play we're going to run. And we see what happens. I mean, we see it all the time in in basketball. You talked about strategy. How many times there are in this situation, okay, close game. We have 10 seconds in the shot clock. Okay, this is the play we're going to run. We run it. It works. It doesn't work, whatever. But we do have a plan. In this situation, it was obvious that there was just no plan. It was just, okay, let's go at
0: it. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's... Again, it goes back to the coach and not having this idea, this plan. So, you know, again, with this emergency plan and again, with the corner kicks, I mean, the stat is crazy, right? It's like 200, (laughs) more than 200 attempts and one goal, right? And I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about this and I said, could you imagine if a team like Wolverhampton in the Premier League (laughs) or I don't know, uh, Leicester City, right? Had Mm -hmm. only 150 corner kicks, like how many goals they would like convert on that because that for them is is opportunity, right? And we just throw away those opportunities. And again, to me they they need to develop some sort of sort, you know, set play. If you're going to yeah. do a short kick, do a set play. But we never do it. We always don't know how to cross it from the top of the box. It's it's just like it's the worst. So for me it's like a thousand paper cuts watching short corner kicks.
2: Yeah. And I remember Uh, In the Pep era, I know there was, I mean, I'm not trying to compare these teams, but he was very good at creating set plays as well. And I remember uh, watching an interview of him and he was like, yeah, I used to watch uh, basketball games because that's the way I saw how people get open in those type of situations. And that just doesn't happen with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Well, when was the last time you saw something different on a corner kick? I I guess it happened four or five times this season, but four out of 200 or 50 or whatever, it's just not enough. You should try to mix it up a little bit more.
0: And the other thing, too, it doesn't have to be the most brilliant set play. It just has to know Mm -hmm. that you're going to know to do something before the the opponent, right? Like coming off a screen or something, you know, going to that point, you know. Steve Kerr, the coach of the Warriors, he is a legend with these out of bound plays, right? And when I think of, like, set plays that it is possible, and I don't understand why more teams don't exploit it, is I always, always think of the Argentina World Cup game against England, 1998. Mm -hmm. That golasso from free kick is absolutely amazing. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, Goals, just the setup of the pass, the way he comes off the thing. And for me, you know, Zanetti hitting that, that corner goal, I mean, that to me was not that great of a design. It's just an understanding that there's going to be a void and you just exploit that. And so, yeah. you know, yes, Barca can score goals, but also they shouldn't throw away these opportunities on the corner kick, especially when you have more than 200 in a season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's every time we lose or we tie, we go to these details because these details can change Correct. the outcome of a game. So I know, I mean, we we know we, they didn't tie the game or they didn't lose against PSG because of this, but it's just other options. Yeah, I mean, you have to, when you're not the best team on the pitch all the time, you have to look into Everything. every little detail yeah. to see how you can take advantage. And we're just at that point and we don't do it. So I don't know. It's it's frustrating. It was a rough week's uh, for Barca fans, and I understand. And we play against, against uh, Elche on, on Wednesday. And that's going to be... Uh, uh, we yeah, have and Elche and Sevilla. Elche, so we have Sevilla, yeah, we the have thing Sevilla is, back. This season, it's been... Since we play every three games, it's easy to forget. So it's been easier to, to get away from those bad results, which have been very often <laughs> happening. But... I'm, I don't know, man. I feel like and the thing is, it frustrates me a little bit more because we actually do have a shot at La Liga still. So it's not like you can just throw it away yeah. and forget about it. It's like, okay, if you keep winning, you still might have a, a decent chance because you know what? It's gonna be a derby, a Madrid derby in a couple of weeks. So they're gonna lose points there, and if Barca keeps winning, they, they're still gonna have a chance. So it's, yeah. this is gonna it's gonna be a a, a close finish. It looks like.
0: For sure, for sure. And just like you mentioned, uh, Barcelona play Elche on Wednesday and then Sevilla in La Liga and then Sevilla and Copa del Rey the following week. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of strategy Kuman goes with that. Um, really quick on those games, Elche or Sevilla. What, do you have any quick thoughts on that?
2: Yes, the, uh, it's interesting because against Elche, I hope he doesn't play the same team. I just <laughs> hope he plays different guys because then you have to face Sevilla. And here's the thing, which game is more important to you? The La Liga game or the Copa del Rey uh, semifinal? Because the thing is, being realistic, the Copa could be the closest or is the closest way to a championship this season. I mean, it's, I guess it's it's clear at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, you can't really show Sevilla how you're going to hurt in La Liga and then they're going to know. I mean, they, these teams know each other. It's not like they're going to face each other for the first time, so they kind of know how to go about their business against each other, but at the same time it's interesting, I hope I hope Kuman does two really different lineups, but I get the feeling he's not going to do it, so I'm not very optimistic in that regard.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see because one philosophy you can go is, all right, I'm going to go with a strong 11 for three games in a row and just ride that, right? Try to get momentum, get chemistry, maybe uh, put Pjanic instead of Busquets for these next three games. I'm just saying, that's one <laughs> philosophy. The other philosophy is that you can do heavy rotation through these three mm-hmm. matches so you don't show all your cards against Sevilla. But I think Kuma is going to choose the wrong decision anyway, so that's my... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what would be the right decision? Like which? I would go mm-hmm. with Pjanic over Busquets now ride him for three matches take your chances in a row. You've seen, I know he won't but I'm just saying that you know that's no, how no, no, I no. would change I'm it I'm
2: not saying he won't I'm saying you you will go with Pjanic three games in a row
0: Yes. Elche Sevilla and Sevilla again C- Correct
2: Okay I mean correct. he's done it with he's done it with uh, Busquets if you look the other way around but I mean we know it's not going to happen but I would I would actually uh, he's probably going to play Busquets on Wednesday or or Sunday for sure He's not going to see Busquets. I mean, he's riding or dying with him anyway, and we're dying. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. I think other than Busquets, I think the young guys should be getting more and more and more minutes. These are the these are the time and moments in the season when you need to rotate. You yeah, need yeah, to rotate sure. because if then you're not as effective when you go to your perfect 11, uh, which is not working Non-existent. as well. But, whatever, <laughs> yes. so, but you need to rotate. You need to give... The other guys a chance. So you have that spark because the thing is, we're going to be lethargic again. It's going to be another slow game. You know, Elche is going to defend the entire game and it's going to be another drag. And so to avoid that, you need young guys there. You need yeah, young guys to sure. spark and, and try to go for it and get a goleada before you face Sevilla, which is going to be tough. I mean, the Barca hasn't played well against good teams this season. Or, or hasn't, I'm not going to say he hasn't played well, hasn't gotten the results they wanted.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you could play well and still lose, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We definitely need to get the results. So the LJ matches at home at the Camp Nou, and then they go to Sevilla, to the south of Spain, on Saturday afternoon. So hopefully it won't be at siesta time. So hopefully there'll be a better <laughs> performance there. So, next week, Craig and I will review these matches. Until next week, For Barça. Forza Barça. Forza Barça.